It's the Rotten Retro Time Machine! Whatever, mate. Welcome back to the Rotten Retro Time Machine, hurtling through space. <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to land, or we are landing, or we've landed. Uh, I suppose if we're a time machine, we probably have landed. Yes. Um, 2011. Not too long ago i was i think i was just 21 <laughs> 10 years ago <laughs> um 10 golden years a simpler time it seems when politicians only lied about election promises and affairs uh, old school yeah osama bin laden was gone are we going to talk about him later uh, you know what? It was so obvious. I actually, left it off the gorn list. Oh, so okay. If you want to go now, go now with him. Yeah, no, no. Osama Gorn Laden. I was just kind of doing that professional radio presenter thing of warming you up with a few tidbits from the year. Oh, don't so, start don't, now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to. Twelve uh, episodes in. Yeah, I was going to uh, also mention Prince William uh, married Kate Middleton, and. Uh, there's a man punching above his weight. <laughs> Talking of which, you're getting married next week. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Yeah, but I've got well, a podcast as an unmarried man. Yeah. Because I'm such a professional, I, I, I'm going to finish off this introduction because we got such great feedback about the wrestling nicknames. I thought I'll, I'll, I'll keep on with this, but got to deviate from a wrestler's nickname i mean we could bring it back any time but yeah so uh welcome to the rotten restaurant time machine i'm joined this evening by stuart oh yeah i should should explain uh that these nicknames are stolen from other people so, <laughs> so i'll explain them after i've introduced you <laughs> welcome to the rotten retro time machine i'm joined this evening by stuart 501 wild <laughs> and, I don't even know what that means and funny. Gary the Mexican Morbid <laughs> you're going to love these like, I can't wait so yeah the, the nickname 501 oh, I've got it wrong it's not called 501 I'm going gonna, gonna to have to do it all again do it <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> this is a shambles, isn't it? <laughs> of my own making. I don't even know why I'm complaining. Um, so I'm joined this evening by Stuart <laughs> Levi. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. And Gary, the Mexican Morby. Oh, you got that one right then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got that right. And these are stolen from other people. So Levi got his name because he was always... <laughs> got his nickname because he was he'd always left his desk by 501 every day (laughs) (laughs) and it was noted by his work colleagues yeah and this uh you'll you'll love this one gary the uh the mexican was a uh, name given to a bloke called dave who had a uh, form of mild Tourette's, which formed his, which forced his arms to flick into the air when he got agitated. So they used to call him Mexican Dave. <laughs> 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 he 
playing on the <laughs> Mexican way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, send your complaints to the uh, usual uh, email address on those. But um, I, I was going to, I thought, well, it's only fair if I choose one for myself. So I introduced myself as Mark the Olympic Flame Charlton. <laughs> and that's. Uh, because since since my operation, I never go out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel I feel like there's something in the nicknames. Like there I'm, really I'm, is. There was a yeah. belter. I think I sent you a belter on WhatsApp about two months ago. And if WhatsApp wasn't down tonight, I'd be scrolling through to trying to find it. And I can't remember what it was, but it, I'll, if WhatsApp comes up during the recording of this program, because it's down at the minute, isn't it, with Facebook yeah, and I think, well, the internet's been blown up, hasn't it? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I think there's a certain irony, like recording the show that announces every week that the internet's been invented. <laughs> to, tonight we could, uh, I'm saying tonight, and like whenever this goes out, we could exclusively <laughs> reveal that it's been uninvented tonight. It's been absolutely destroyed by Facebook and WhatsApp. There's going to be some ruined evenings there across the country. Somber tones, yeah, doing somber yeah. tones. The next, the next update you receive will be a uh, status of a Facebook user saying, "Come on, Facebook." <laughs> well, I tell, I tell you, as an indication, I think, and I know I'm not the only one uh, of the three of us. I've actually been receiving old school texts because WhatsApp and Messenger are down, and my youngest daughter, who we must message at least twice, three times a day on Messenger sent me a text and I looked and the last time she sent me a text was 2018. It looks like we've fallen out. If you look at that text line, it's timeline. It looks like we've fallen out. Yeah. What does, what does the text say? Somebody shot me carrier pigeon, dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Superb. Yeah. It was actually yeah. to do with bridesmaid dresses, but anyway. Yes. The lost art of uh, texting. Yeah, so you're right. It's like initially when when you moved from text to WhatsApp, WhatsApp was like, oh, it's, this is like a secret. It's undercut. It's encoded both ends. Yeah. The Russians can't even read what you're writing to each other. They'll never they'll never find it. But, uh, I guarantee probably after tonight, everyone will be all. They've leaked all my data, aren't they? Mind to be fair, mate. With auto the autocorrect on my phone, no one can read what I'm writing anyway. So. Yeah, I know. When I was meant, uh, I had to text someone to let them know that uh, there'd been an outage, and <laughs> it ended up as there's been an outrage. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Sinden text. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 2011. Then I hope you've got. I hope you've done some sterling research. I think I've done. I hadn't uh, even heard of WhatsApp in 2011, so right. I don't even know what we're talking about at the moment. Yeah. Just to get with the, with the. Get the vibe. The vibe. 2011 vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, 2011 was a big year in Russia, by the way. A very big year in it, Russia. It was 400 <laughs> days long. But, yeah, yes, quite. It, because up until 2011, Russia didn't consider beer to be an alcoholic, alcoholic beverage. It was only classified as a soft drink up to 2011. Basically, just like anything other than vodka, you are you're a wuss. You're drinking a soft drink. <laughs> you're drinking a children's drink. What what prompted the change, or uh, has that not been disclosed by Kremlin sources? That hasn't. I, I I've not been able to find that that how that uh, came about. But yeah, it's got, got to be driving laws, surely. 
Can you but, imagine? Have you, ever, have you ever been to Russia? Yeah. <laughs> so by that law, you could send your kids to school with a packed lunch, with a sandwich, a back in a crisp, and a can of and a, and a can of Heineken. Instead of a can of top deck. It's like only four percent. One of them half cans you used to get. Can you still get the little half cans? Like you, that your nan used to drink, you know, that's uh, one of them. Yeah. Bit of spa brow. <laughs> talking, talking to Boozid, actually, 2011 was a great year for Charlie Sheen. <laughs> he, he was on it in 2011. So, like, a lot of the, doing the research for this, a lot of the stories were just dominated by things Charlie Sheen had done and said. But uh, he, um, his downfall, well, or not his well, this is quite interesting as well. It's like I say it's his downfall, but it doesn't really end as a downfall. So Charlie Sheen goes on this infinite bender with a trio of goddesses. And I should say trio of goddesses is not a meal at the harvester. <laughs> <laughs> it's he uh, had uh, three women on his arm um, who uh, and, and made claims that these these were the three women that made him complete and like, you know, he couldn't, uh, couldn't rely on just one woman. He needed, he needed three. I mean, like, can you imagine bringing another two women home? <laughs> Evening love. <laughs> These are the other two that are going to make me complete. Are you all right with that? <laughs> I might try that a week on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> might put a damper on the wedding, that one. Yeah. Might it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, um, he basically uh, showed his weakness for prostitutes, booze, pills, and blow, and uh, so he left nothing to chance there. I was, well, I thought I said, I don't know if he was a gambling addict, but all I can say is thank God he didn't try it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then every time he went on TV, like went full Boris Johnson and said something stupid and uh, he uh, made claims he had a 10,000 year old brain, that he uh, had tiger blood. Tiger blood, that was uh, the thing. Yeah, and uh, his uh, catchphrase for winning at life actually became notoriously brilliant and his internet followers went through the roof. Um, his... Uh, Crazy behaviour or public meltdown, um, call it what you will, led to led to him being sacked uh, from his uh, um, TV show, which was two something. Two and a half men. Two and a half men was it? No, no wonder he needed three women to complete him. (laughs) Straight in there. You're you're (laughs) like like. That's a countdown joke, that is. He's <laughs> <laughs> gone full Richard Whiteley, early doors. So, so sorry, you throw me now. What, what was I saying? The, um, Consonant, please, Carol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Incontinent. Um, yeah, so he got fired from Two and a Half Men, and his punishment for, for that was to land another role in a show called Anger Management and earn even more money. So <laughs> there you go. That's the message, kids. Don't do drink. Don't do drugs. <laughs> You'll get nowhere. Oh, wait. I can't really remember anything distinctive that he was in. Like, I no. didn't really watch Two and a Half Men. 
Well, but those films, he did, those films, well, he was in some parody spoof films, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he did, like like Airplane, but it wasn't Airplane. Yeah, I can't believe it was cool. Those kind of things. Yeah, but he, yeah, he was clearly had the money for doing this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got to feel sorry for Emilio, who seemed to be quite a sensible chap, but didn't really get anywhere near as far as his crazy brother. <laughs> well, yeah, again, you know, don't do drink and drugs, kids. Yeah, be the so, sensible one, kids. <laughs> be like Emilio. <laughs> he's, 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 you know, putting his uh, putting his pajamas on now as we speak. And then what was the dad? The dad's name was Martin, Martin. wasn't it? Martin, yeah. of course, yeah, Martin Sheen. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Hey, just to go back to Facebook briefly, um, if if it's working, um, in 2011, a third of all divorce filings in the US contained the word Facebook. <laughs> are you and, you and your bride to be on Facebook by any chance? <laughs> yes, quite, yeah. Oh, you're going to have to leave. That's Don't it, we're going to come off it. Yeah, yeah, a third. That's a lot. That's, yeah. I'm, assuming, I'm assuming pictures were posted and people in the background and things. And... Yeah. Come on, sorry. I thought I read about this before that it's actually something to do with people who connect with people they'd forgotten about on Facebook and then they uh, couldn't remember why they packed them in at yeah. school and then oh well, maybe we should meet up and then uh, naked yeah. in a hotel room yeah do you know what there must be ones there where people have been seen in pictures and stuff you know what I mean like in the background of someone else's picture with, with somebody pre-Facebook I'd have, there was a there was a classic one of these when I was working at the Derby Telegraph on the picture desk, and we um we, the, the the news editor came over and said, look, we've got a story about um about the high street and 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 there's been a boom in the high street shopping. This was about mid nineties, um ninety six ninety seven. He said we need a nice updated shots of the main shopping street in Derby. So I sent the photographer out. They got this picture, really nice shot. So we used it about page nine. Next day the phone rings. Excuse me, um, I wonder if you can help me. That picture on page six, um, could you tell me uh, when that was taken, please? And I went, what I should have done was, oh, uh, yes, I'll get taken and we get back to you. But without thinking, I just looked, turned it and went, oh, yeah, that was taken yesterday. And there was a moment of silence and she just went, the bastard! And put <laughs> the phone down. <laughs> so, so, so we caused... I go scrambling, look at the picture, and the only one she could have been referring to was in the far right of the picture. There was a bloke with his arm around a, a woman who looked a lot younger than he did. <laughs> Everyone else was walking <laughs> on their own. It had to be them. <laughs> Collared <laughs> by a telegraph photographer. That's it. That's why you should always go out in camo gear. Oh, man. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was, the, it was the moment's pause. Bastard, clink. <laughs> oh, the wife. <laughs> the picture. Oh. Have, have you ever turned up in a photograph you didn't want to be in? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, actually, I have. I have, actually. I have one of my own photographs. I didn't realise. Oh, that's I that's doing, isn't it? <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. I was photographing somebody holding a trophy, and I couldn't, I didn't see through the lens that at a certain angle, you could actually see me taking the picture, reflecting the trophy, but you couldn't see it through the camera and you were taking it. So I ended up on my own photograph. That 
reminds me of that story that isn't urban legend, but it should be. Go on. A newspaper we once worked for, there was a guy who went on a trip to Amsterdam. He was like so, one of the most socially inept people you'd ever meet. So I'm yeah. like, obviously everyone knows what I'm talking about now, probably. But he went on this um, sex trip to Amsterdam to like um, go go to the red light district and enjoy himself. Mm-hmm. And what he did was he took a video camera with him. And this all happened in 2011, definitely, by the way, folks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when we'd all subsequently left the newspaper and uh, moved on with our lives. But the, uh, yeah, he took this camera, like a video recorder, to uh, um, Amsterdam with him, hired porn when he got to the hotel, and then he recorded the TV. It clearly wasn't 2011, was it? There would be a different way of doing this now in the yeah. age, digital age. But he was recording uh, dirty films onto a uh, onto a camcorder in his uh, in his hotel room. When he got back to England, he told people what he'd done, and then um, people wanted to see some of these dirty films. So he started to share this VHS. But on the VHS, it became like folklore that you should watch this film, not for the content of the film. But actually, the reflection of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got there. Yeah, well, while someone was relaxing in a gentleman's way. <laughs> and uh, now I've broken all boundaries with this. I should say there's an even better one of this other guy that I work with. There's no trend here, by the way. Like this is just bad luck. But there's when I was. In Leicester, there was this socially inept guy who lived on his own in a a, a bungalow, which was um, attached to, uh, semi-detached to others. And it was a a bungalow for, um, historically for elderly people, but he, for some reason, was living there. And he um, decided... I've never lived in a bungalow. I grew up in a bungalow. Is it like... <laughs> oh, you thought you were talking about me, socially inept from Leicester. <laughs> no, there's two of you. <laughs> and he he got himself uh, um, some live jazz entertainment to to go home and enjoy. And he thought, and the best thing is he he, he just told everyone what happened, which uh, is how socially inept he is, because you'd be keeping this to yourself if it happened to you. He uh, took this took this uh, jazz video home, put it in, and then he thought, "I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this a ten out of ten effort." So, so what he did was he wired up his uh, VHS to his uh, um, stacker system, his hi-fi, and he got um, the the balance and the bass, in, and he got the headphones out. And then uh, he uh, put the video in. He kept, uh, he had the remote control in one hand and something else in the other. <laughs> and he kept turning up the the film, so there was lots of lots of German dialogue, and it just kept getting louder and louder to the point where the um, the bungalow was literally shaking. The next thing he knew, 
he had his headphones on. The next thing he knew, there was a knock at the door and it was his next door neighbour <laughs> saying what was going on. He and his wife were trying to have dinner and then he realised he hadn't plugged the headphones in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what state of undress he was in when he went to the door, which I assume was a natural follow-up question, but. I was anyway, just about to... to have my dessert and Gunter got Jester's tone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is 2011. What a year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, quite. Oh, yes, 2011. Yes, amazing. Uh, you really do no research into Osama bin Laden being gone. No, because I thought it was just too... I, only re- I remember it like, like the documentary about it. And it just reminded me of like a computer game like Call of Duty or whatever. You had Obama sitting sitting there around a desk and then suddenly it was all sort of green squares and uh, drone strikes. It was, oh, what's, I didn't, yeah, it, it looked like that. It actually happened like you, you see on the telly, didn't it? It wasn't, you, you sort of think, oh no, they, they make this up for uh, dramatic purposes and actually that's exactly what happened you got the cameras on the navy seals going in and all the rest of it and they're sitting in washington watching it on a big screen it's a pity they didn't do exactly the same thing with jimmy savile because he died in 2011 <laughs> as well yes did he yeah he did jim, Sa- jim savile bin laden yeah well there'd been like a really clever newspaper of uh like bin laden dancing around the flames of hell and savile walking in now then, now then, what's up we here? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Even that, ten that, years on, there's always an awkward silence when someone does a Jimmy Savile impression, <laughs> isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, though, my Michael Caine impression is met with similar disdain. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it is. It's met with the same level of disdain as a serial paedophile. <laughs> yes. Dear God. Yeah. yeah so, uh, so Savile's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. I was just uh, just explaining why I'm not working as a newspaper cartoonist, I suppose. <laughs> hey, there, was, else. <laughs> there was another uh, another larger than uh, life figure gone in 2011. Um, well, we're gone in already. No, 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 no. no I'm di- I think we should dip in and out of it because there's quite a lot. I don't know. What, I'm going to suggest oh, yeah, you dip in and out of it. Um, dip in. I, I'm just dipping my toe in here. Um, Kim Il- Kim Jong Il. Gone, gone. I should say that my colleagues at work used to call me that, like when my hair was cut too short at the back. But <laughs> 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 well, I tell you what, I, genuinely, uh, when when I, when I read about Kim Jong Il, I thought, I wonder how he died. And basically, it was put out that it was a stroke and/or a heart attack. He was on his way to some military thing, and he just killed over. And, and immediately, I, in my little head, my world, I really hope on his gravestone, he's nicked the Spike Milligan line. I told you I was ill. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's in my head. Uh, anyway. no, that is, he should have done that. And um, I'm going to do one more gone, if that's all right, just before we dip, dip back out of it again. Cheetah, gone. Cheetah. From Cheetah Thundercat. out of Tarzan. From Tarzan. Gone. Oh, 2011. The, the, the animal. Yeah. Oh, it's a chimp. The, the chimp called Cheetah. 
that who's the star of the 1930s Tarzan movies uh, with John alongside Johnny Weissmuller died aged 80 on Christmas Eve 2011. Oh, the chip was 80. Yeah, ask that's Queen Living. He had been handed the Guinness World Record in 2005 as the oldest non human primate. Literally hadn't they handed it to him. Well done, sir. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> He's finished after spending Christmas Eve with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Cheetah was found dead in his hotel room, surrounded by an empty bottle of <laughs> Jack Daniels <laughs> and uh, a harem of beauties. <laughs> they all realised, but he actually he actually fought in the Second World War. He was a he was a fighter pilot. <laughs> He, uh, I tell you what, as well, Johnny Weissmuller, we uh, in, in the eight because they used to show those, didn't they, in the late seventies, early eighties, those old Tarzan ones on BBC yeah. Two. And um, yeah. if you remember in the eighties, mid to uh, early to mid eighties, football shorts were very tight, mm. very tight. You know, not so yeah. much a pair of football shorts, more a second scrotum. And uh, we used to call them the, the Nike Weissmullers because they were <laughs> they were like a, like a speedo, weren't they? Very solid pair of trunks. They, Very solid yeah. pair. They, they held you. They held you quite firmly. Yes. <laughs> anyway, that was that was. Uh, unless Gary wants to go into one now, I thought we could dip back in later. But, um, um, no, let's let's dip back in later because there is, yeah, there is quite a few of them, isn't, isn't there? Yeah. This year, not yeah. so many borns in 2011. No, quite. <laughs> quite. Um, in, in 2011, this is. I thought I found this really interesting. Because I thought it would be a lot more. In 2011, in a Jamaican census, 29,026 individuals identified themselves as Rastafari, which is approximately 1% of the country's population. I thought it would be way more than that. Which country was yeah. it? Sorry. Jamaica. Jamaica, yeah. Does that sound really low to you? 1% does sound... Yeah. Probably... Uh, interestingly, almost almost related to that story was the in 2011 was the the chap I think he was in was he in Norway who who had his um, driving license photo with a sieve on his head <laughs> because and he did it for religion religious reasons because he was a pastafarian who who worshipped the flying spaghetti monster um, and so they they. They allowed him to do it, even though they didn't recognise um, Pastafarianism as uh, an, act, an actual religion. It was just, there was just some guy there with the with the rubber stamp going. It's Is Friday. this worth it? <laughs> <laughs> Can he drive? <laughs> Is this with a worth on it? His head. And, and of course, then there's Roger Moore's religion, Rasta Safari suit. <laughs> And Rod Hull was uh, a follower there as well. Wasn't yes, he? yes, quite, yes. <laughs> the religion of, as was Windsor Davis, I believe, as well. So, <laughs> yes. so yeah, yeah. Hey, there was um, there, there's a great one in Australia, newspaper cock-ups. We, uh, we've all been there, eh, Mark? But um, yeah. apparently the Morning Bulletin in Australia in 2011 featured an article about 30,000 pigs escaping from a farm. 30,000 pigs. Now, if someone had come to you in your news editor days and said, there's a, there's a, there's, there's been 30,000 pigs escaped from this farm, what would you have said? 
I don't know what I would have said. It sounded like a, quite a good story. Like, yeah, but, 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 ladies and gentlemen, this is why he's no longer a news editor. No, would you? <laughs> would, wouldn't wouldn't you not question the figure? Would you just double check the figure? Perhaps. I mean, the figure did seem quite high. I've yeah, because uh, apparently. Uh, <laughs> It got printed as, as 30,000 and then the paper had to issue a, a retraction the next day when it transpired that the reporter had misheard the farmer. And in fact, it was 30,000 pigs. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 2011, uh, uh, chat show host um, uh, Lisa Lampanelli promised to donate $1,000 to a gay men's health crisis centre for every member of the Westboro Baptist Church that protested her show on May the 20th, 2011 in Kansas. And 44 protesters showed up. So she rounded it up to $50,000 and gave it to this uh, gay men's health crisis centre. 2011, uh, German scientists invented a brain power car. What? Yeah. Uh, you put your mind to it and the car obeys your brain's commands so you, obviously you have to wear like a, a headset to um <clears throat> to, to to control the car but uh I, i'll be honest with you i i'm not i'm not getting up any hills <laughs> not these days maybe when i was younger but that my, my car's going nowhere these days i guess this car i guess this car got absolutely nowhere <laughs> no one's well, ever heard that's it, it. 10 it's years it. time we still haven't heard anything of it but it's, it's, it's it. probably it's one just... of those things you know when you when you get to see uh reruns of tomorrow's world and then like it's uh and in the in the 2000s this is how we'll be driving by thinking and then like they demonstrate what's going on and it's like somebody re- does a Bob Munkhouse and raises the right eyebrow, the car goes forward. <laughs> like, does a little wink, it goes backwards, and it, it's not brain powered at all, is it? <laughs> it's like it's like the jetpack in uh, the 1984 Olympics opening ceremony, isn't it? Where everybody thought we'd have one in 10 years' time, and where everybody's still waiting for one. I love the idea. The- I love the idea of driving your car with your eyebrows. Roger Moore could have had a chauffeur service going. <laughs> what if you've got an omnibrow, though? It's kind of, uh, you know, Noel Gallagher's going to yeah, struggle there, Gallagher. isn't he? <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably electric only, that, isn't it? I'd have loved a jetpack as well. I know, me too. Nice Every now and again, I do look up on Google to see what the latest technology is doing. It's getting, it's getting closer, but we're not going to yeah. get one anytime soon. I'm, I'm literally only about five years from flying to work. <laughs> we all work from home now though so I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what Mark some of those, some of those late nights we had when I was living at yours drinking and then went into work we flew to work for quite a few mornings in it, yeah. Jesus. not on drugs by the way on alcohol yeah. yeah just want to say to stop us getting raided by the police there was no drugs involved that you could find on us we hadn't taken yes quite <laughs> Superb. Um, 2011 saw the debut of a comedy series that splits opinion. Mrs. Brown's Boys. Oh. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Can you just step back a minute? There's a tumbleweed coming through. (laughs) It's weird, isn't it? 
It is, it is the Brexit of comedy, though, isn't it? It's like there are people who absolutely love it. I think it is the most incredible thing. So I tried three I to, times. Who am I, I tried to three say? Times. I've tried three times to give it say a Say that a sentence. Go. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yes, quite. <laughs> quite. It's, it's lucky he hasn't got a flipping role in it. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll have uh, people listening to this sticking up for Mrs. Brown. And that might have been unsophisticated if it's funny. As long as That's it's true. funny. It doesn't matter if it has to be sophisticated and clever, does it? It can just be really funny, you know. I mean, we fall we fall in the cracks between the two. There, we're not clever or funny, but <laughs> yeah. we're not clever or funny. But here we are, slating a program on BBC that's had immense success of being funny. So yeah, that's right. that's our position on it. And won awards, <laughs> and we're not moving from this position. Yeah, dealt with. Move on. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed there was a there was a story in 2011 about um, an ancient language. I don't know if you saw this, an ancient language in Mexico. Um, Gary the Mexican Morbi. Yeah, exactly. Makes a good exactly. names back. There are two people, or, or 20 in 2011, there were two people left who were fluent in Ayapaneco, um, right. which was just a. a, a not, obviously not widely spoken language in Mexico. The problem was they didn't like each other, so they never spoke to each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how, did they, how did they learn it then? Well, well, they learned it from when they were growing up and then people died and then just left them. And all of their own families just spoke yeah. the more widely spoken languages. So their families could understand them when they spoke it, but they didn't speak it themselves. Um, so the the, uh, the the linguist types who was, wanted to study the language wanted to get these two guys together to, to help them with their research and they wouldn't talk to each other. I'm, so, not, uh, <laughs> I'm not spending time with that bloody fool. <laughs> I'm full Donald Sinden. That was supposed yeah. to be a Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Ayapaneco dynasty could be a good show, that. Like show about two people who don't talk to each other. Actually, it's a bit flawed in it <laughs> in its concept. I've just remembered what that. I've just remembered what that nickname was that we were sent. Sent. It was for a bloke who had one leg shorter than the other, oh, and his yeah. workmates used to call him Sniper's Nightmare. <laughs> 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 and there was a bloke, a bloke who uh, someone used to work with, who had uh, half his left ear missing, and they used to call him eighteen months because he only had an ear and a half. Superb. Sorry to interrupt. I just it suddenly came to me. I thought I must say it before I forget. No, I'd I'd finish my Mexican story. That's my Mexican news finished. At all, Sorry, all not that, Mexican news should become a regular feature. It, it, it should do. A country of cultural diversity with a with a flourishing history that involves two blokes not speaking. <laughs> 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 is there is there anything else to say about Mexico? Oh, the World Cup was good. Uh, not 2011 though. No, I think we've done 1986, haven't we? Yeah, twice. Yeah. Well, a good World Cup. <laughs> yeah, that. Good hey, sticking on nicknames, I'm going back to the Gorn list again. Mm -hmm. Smoking Joe Fraser. 
Gone. Yeah. Was, he, was he a smoker? Not that I was aware of. Apparently, he was for his uh, full-on forward fighting <laughs> style. Apparently, like bacon sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he used to make bacon sandwiches on the trouser press at the uh, Holiday Inns <laughs> around America. Yes. Um, another another boxer goal in that year. Whoa, whoa. Smoke. Why didn't they just call him crazier Joe Frazier? Oh. <laughs> it, it made... Because then you'd need a you'd need a crazy Joe Fraser, wouldn't you? In order to be the crazier <laughs> Joe Frazier. Yeah. And... So basically Mark Mark would have been at the funeral and as the coffin goes into the flames and he goes, Now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I get it. That's it. If it's not instantly obvious. It was a preemptive nickname. Yeah, oh, like, I see. That's, that's why I like Mrs. Brown's boys. <laughs> I get those jokes, you know. Superb. Um, yeah, another box of gone that year. Sir Henry, gone. Yeah. Flash it all what, over. What was his nickname? Em- well, oh. R. Henry, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, R. Henry. But they used to call his... his um, his right hand, Henry's hammer, didn't they? Oh, I yeah. Hope it, I hope it was his right hand. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I don't. He might have been the Southpaw. Yeah, could have been. He had a, bro- a twin brother called George, didn't he? He did. And I remember ages ago, hearing about a great story when apparently he, he was giving uh, George was giving Henry a lift, and George had this mini. I said, bear in mind, you've got two big blokes over six foot, both boxers, really massively built, uh, and. Uh, they accidentally pulled out of a junction and didn't see somebody, and he had to swerve around them. And this bloke slammed the brakes on them, got out of the car. Then this right, the bloke was about five foot four, five foot five, sort of shaking his fist, banging on the bonnet, saying, "Get out, get out of the car!" And they both just unfurled themselves from this mini either side of the door, and the guy just took one look at him and ran back into the car and drove off. <laughs> Amazing, they were in the mini, really. I know, I know. I, yeah. I seem to recall it was, I heard George tell that story on some yeah. chat show thing. Yeah, but, that, uh, that the interior of that mini would have stunk of brute as well, wouldn't it? <laughs> but I can't get in there. <laughs> brute and brill cream. Brute thirty-three. What was the uh, what was the catchphrase for brute thirty-three? Splash it all, Splash over, it all over. Yeah. You never see it anymore, do you? You do. You do. Yeah, yeah. Come you know back, isn't it? I saw some, and I had a, I had a little in the supermarket. I had a little sniff just for old times' sake. And it took yeah. me back to nicking me dad's. Uh, yeah, I used to nick me dad's. Like, it's it's uh, painful. If when we get back to twenty twenty one, have a look. I'm pretty sure this Vinnie is, Jones is, is advertising. Yes, the, the body spray, Gary. He is. Yeah, yeah. He is. Uh, and but my dad used to get the occasional brute, but he was more of a denim. Denim. <laughs> the mark of a man. Denim. And the old man. spice there in the cupboard. Oh, God, no, he was purely denim. And I remember the smell of it now, even though I bet you can't buy it anymore. I can I can hear the smell. The advert was like, denim for the man with no yeah. chance. And then and there, <laughs> yeah. and there was there was a lady's hand on the denim, wasn't there? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> possibly um, the man's hand with nail varnish on. I was assuming I was just shaking Stevens, getting some extra money doing the... Uh, <laughs> Another nickname, Shaking Stevens. There you go, Smoking Joe, Shaking Stevens. Yeah, that's uh, 
<laughs> Another nickname. Another nickname from the Gone list. Whispering Ted Lowe. Gone. It's nicknamed crazy. Whispering Ted Lowe, the snooker commentator. Well, that's met with silence. Is that is that just a snooker match on? <laughs> yes, I was just thinking, how else is he gonna? How else is he gonna do it? Well, apparently he was uh, he was famous for a couple of uh, couple of brilliant uh, TV Coleman Ball classics, wasn't he? Uh, and for those of you watching in black and white, the pink is next to the green. And uh, the other one, when Fred Davis was struggling to rest one leg on the edge of the table in order to reach a long shot, he's uh, getting on a bit and he's having trouble getting his leg over. <laughs> apparently was uh, was one of the famous ones. So, yeah, uh, and I think I'm all out of nicknames now. No, there's, well, there was another one in there that I, I noticed. Um, one of the, the lesser known celebs who was gone that year. Nate Dog. Do you remember Nate Dog? Oh yeah. Oh, he had on. a he had a um he had a song um with Warren G called Regulate and he was you might you might know know this um he was most famous for having a car full of girls and it was going re- real swell and he was also famous for stopping in the East Side Motel. It's not ringing a bell with any of you. No, it, it is. You've taken me right back, right back to 2011 with that. Well, no, I think the song was from about 10 years before that, actually. Oh. Um, but it was, uh, it just, it, it always it used to, when it was on the radio, there's this thing about, I've got a car full of girls and it's going real swell, a bit like Charlie Sheen, I guess. Um, I think you need to sing it like it had been performed. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I'm sort of really regretting bringing it up now, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> you can do it. If anyone can do it. it Although I am, uh, in my other alter ego, Giddy Scoundrel, one of the top rappers in yeah. um, the Leicester Oof. area. Right. Uh, Just let me plug a drum machine in. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the trouble with it is, the bit that I'm singing is the, the singing bit, not the rapping bit. So I'm, I'm, I'm not really wanted to indulge you in that introducing gary the regret morby <laughs> the regret that's my that is my nick my middle name i mean some of these other goals that uh, you could make nicknames up as well couldn't you steve the apple jobs <laughs> elizabeth oh. eight husbands taylor socrates of course yes. socrates, 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 socrates yeah. the footballer yeah, not the, the uh, ancient Greek philosopher. <laughs> um, Jerry I, I Baker Street Rafferty. Sorry, mate. Socrates. Go on, mate. Sorry, I interrupted you. I assume that was a that was a nickname, Socrates. Actually, no. It was it was his first name, Socrates Brasileiro São Paulo de Souza Vieira de Oliveira. Yeah. Do you remember when, when he was like not long before 2011, actually? He turned up and played for some Yorkshire non-league Played club. for Gosford Town, Gosford, didn't he? that was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was having a fag at half-time. 53, yeah. yeah. And was still the best player on the pitch by a yeah. mile. Yeah. Yeah. You don't miss it. Class is permanent. How old was Can he, I... sorry, when he, when he pegged out then? Uh, Socrates or, uh, or, or Warren Or Socrates. Lee and Nate Dogg. <laughs> Socrates. Uh... How old was he, actually? I would yeah. say mid. I would say late fifties. Seven. 
It was fifty-seven. The deep research again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, another nickname. Another one nickname we can make up here. Eddie Gorn. Eddie the Pantechnican Stobart. I didn't see him on the list. That's a. I didn't realise he was a real person. Yeah. Oh, it was just a name. I thought he was still alive. Eddie the Dead Hitchhiker Stobart. I suppose Eddie the Eagle's got the eagle sewn up and then like, where are you going? Eddie Large has got the surname Large, so you can't have that as a nickname. There was a, there was a lot of world leaders went in that 2011 because Colonel Gaddafi went as well. Gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't realise until, because I always thought he was famous for being like a tyrant and a um, dictator or whatever. Turns out he was most famous for his album of photographs of Condoleezza Rice. Really? Yes. When they, uh, when they, after they, uh, they dealt with him, as it were, um, and they were looking through his palace, they found this album, his personal album, and it was just photographs of Condoleezza Rice. That's a it's weird a one, isn't weird. it? Yeah, it's a weird one. That I, I didn't know that until, uh, until. And then there's a video in the t- in the play with the telly on. <laughs> and it's Condoleezza Rice in various uh, various situations uh, with something reflected in the screen. <laughs> and by various situations, we literally mean giving speeches. Yes, that's exactly audience. what I meant. That's exactly what I meant. But thank photos, you for qualifying. All of the photos were official photographs. They weren't like weird ones with her head prit sticked onto the the body of um, someone from razzle or something yeah, was, yeah, because because who do that yeah. <laughs> well you've got you've got a week and a half to find a frock mark and I, well i'm a bit worried about your wedding actually having not worn a suit for 18 months of like flipping worried i'm gonna put my ass <laughs> <laughs> through me trousers. Listen, you almost died. That's got to have lost you some weight. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, that's the one saving grace. It's sorted out me lock, lockdown 15 or whatever it's called. <laughs> so, yeah, so have you, got, have you got your tie and suit and tie sorted out, picked out, Gary? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had it picked out for about the last six years. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, you, are you one tie, Gary? <laughs> That's me. Is that the new nickname? One time Gary's in. One time all be. Yeah, that's me. One of those Homer Simpson ones. You got for. Mum's done it for Christmas. Lightens the mood in the office. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know whether I'll go full Peaky Blinder and have myself a little dicky bow. Only if it spins. Yeah. Or squares water. Or squares or both. (laughs) Yeah.